and welcome to our latest Herbert Smith Freehills On The Horizon podcast, where we discuss the most material upcoming developments in corporate law and regulation in the UK that we expect to see in the next six to 12 months. In this special edition, we're going to be talking through the practical aspects of the company's house reforms introduced in the new Economic Crime and Corporate Transparency Act 2023 that will be particularly relevant for in-house legal and company secretarial teams. My name is Sarah Hawes and I'm joined today by Gareth Sykes, a partner and head of our UK Corporate Governance Advisory Practice, and Hannah Whitney, an associate in that Corporate Governance Advisory team in our London office. So Hannah, if I can start with you, could you talk us through the changes that will be of most significance to in-house legal and COSEC teams? Thanks, Sarah. I would put the key changes for companies into four buckets. Bucket number one is that Companies House will have far greater powers to screen and monitor information on the register, including powers to query filings, request further evidence from companies and reject filings that appear to be inconsistent with information already on the register. Essentially, Companies House will have a much more active role. The phrase that the government and Companies House have used is that it will go from being a largely passive recipient of information to an active gatekeeper of the register. It's worth mentioning here that Companies House has just a few days ago confirmed that these additional powers will come into effect from March 2024. Bucket number two is the new identity verification requirements for all new and existing directors and PSCs of UK companies and also those filing information at Companies House. Bucket number three is a raft of miscellaneous changes to company administration. Once these are implemented, they will make running UK companies easier. There will, however, first be the need to roll these changes out with the corresponding changes in internal processes. To give a couple of examples, there will no longer be a requirement to keep internal registers other than a register of members, although COSEC teams may want to think about whether they want to keep internal records anyway. Companies will also be required to maintain an email address that Companies House will use for communication. Companies House has confirmed that this too will come into effect from March 24. New companies will need to give a registered email address when they incorporate and existing companies when they file their next confirmation statement after that date. And then to back all of this up, bucket number four is new and expanded offences and enforcement powers for Companies House. So for the first time, Companies House will have the ability to issue civil fines for breaches as an alternative to proceeding to criminal prosecution, which is very rarely done. So having summarised the four key buckets of changes, we should mention another aspect of reforms, which is sometimes overlooked, and that's the new requirements for UK limited partnerships. Um, the changes are similar to those for companies and impose greater transparency requirements. For instance, more detailed information relating to both general and limited partners will need to be submitted to Companies House and available on the public register. Corporate general partners will also have to appoint a registered officer who is an individual and has had their identity verified. This will obviously be of more relevance to funds and maybe something we can discuss on another podcast. But for those companies with UK limited partnerships within their corporate structure, this could have a big impact. So something to start preparing for. Thanks, Hannah. Um, Gareth, turning to you. Now, look, the government have stated that the twin objectives of these reforms are to tackle economic crime and make it easier to do business. I think it's fair to say it will be easier to tackle economic crime, given Companies House will have all these new powers to query and reject filings and share information with law enforcement agencies. But do you really think these reforms will make it easier to do business in the UK? Thanks, Sarah. Look, I think overall the answer is is probably yes. It will require a fair amount of preparation, 
both for corporates and also for companies house and the focus at this stage is on those aspects for obvious reasons but hopefully the expectation would be that filing processes and internal administration for companies will be more streamlined hannah's just alluded to the fact for example certain registers won't be required in the brave new world and hopefully things will be a bit more efficient once systems and procedures are up and running both at company's house and on the corporate side of things I think the other factor is that most of those listening to the podcast will probably have experienced some issues um, or delays with Companies House in its present guise. So it can, uh, and I'm sure we've all had experience of this, take some time to get documents registered. And there are some times when that needs to be done pretty quickly, say in the context of certain intergroup transactions and or reorganizations. So the hope would be that in the brave new world, that is a more efficient process. The fact that Companies House will have a fully electronic filing system should mean that filings can go through and be registered much more quickly and much more efficiently. And then apart from anything else, for company secretaries, this should hopefully mean that there's much less paper crossing their desks, which is always good news. Thanks, Gareth. Um, Hannah, turning back to you, many of our clients will have large numbers of subsidiaries, large number of subsidiary directors, numerous filing requirements. Uh, they're concerned, understandably, this is going to be an enormous exercise internally, both to prepare for these changes and then going forward. And they might be wondering how to resource that properly. Uh, have you got any tips? Yeah, so it's true that this will likely be a big exercise for companies um, and require a lot of housekeeping uh, to prepare for the changes. I think it'll be important for both board and management to be briefed and kept updated on the reforms um, so they're aware of the impact this will have and the work this will likely involve internally, um, not least because they'll have to engage with the identity verification requirements in due course, um, which I mentioned briefly and I'll come on to. So it'll be important to make sure they have as much notice as possible um, and to get buy-in from them, so to speak. In-house teams may want to set up a working group or even dedicate full-time resource for a period of time to work out what will need to change internally and then monitor progress. One of the most significant changes, as I mentioned, will be the identity verification requirements and companies will need to make sure they have the necessary processes in place to ensure all directors and existing directors can be verified. It would also be advisable to conduct a little internal audit um, of the internal records for all group entities to ensure they're up to date and then check those records against information currently on the public register to ensure it's accurate. I mean, mistakes happen, of course, um, and are easily overlooked. But given that filings will come under more scrutiny, um, and as I mentioned, from March 2024, companies the House will be able to reject filings that are inconsistent with information currently on the register. It's worth taking the time now to check and correct if necessary. And in terms of putting in place processes for the future, uh, COSEC teams should consider whether a second pair of eyes review might be useful to avoid filings being queried or rejected. Just on that point, another thing to mention is that if Companies House identifies any issue with company information, even an inadvertent discrepancy, it will be able to mark the register to let users know there are potential issues with that information. So obviously that's a situation companies will want to avoid, not least for reputational reasons. Anna, you mentioned the identity verification requirements there, and they will obviously require a lot of work to prepare for, put the necessary internal processes in place. And certainly based on the queries we're already getting from clients, this is probably one of the aspects of the reform that is raising the most questions, the most concerns. Uh, what do we know so far about what it's going to look like? So it's envisaged that direct identity verification with companies' house will be done digitally. 
and will involve a person taking a photograph or scan of their face and then of their identity document, so passport, driving licence, and then the two will be compared. So it'll be like registering with online banking or with HMRC, for example. Um, it should be straightforward and take a matter of minutes, but this is something individual directors, PSDs and anyone filing information at company's house will need to go through personally. So this goes back to the point about making sure there's buy-in from the board and all those who serve as directors of subsidiary entities. The other route will be to use an authorised corporate services provider, like one of the third-party company formation agents, uh, to conduct the identity verification for a company or group of companies. Obviously, then, the systems involved may vary um, and depend on the provider chosen. There are still quite a few unknowns with this. Uh, we don't yet know whether the digital process will be the same for foreign nationals or overseas directors, for example. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Having said that, Companies House has been clear in their public statements that they want to make the identity verification process really efficient and easy to understand. So this doesn't create a burden for the vast majority of companies that are legitimate businesses. Um, so that should offer some comfort. Also worth mentioning that these measures will require new secondary legislation and guidance to be published. Uh, and of course, the identity verification system has to be put in place at Companies House. So there should be plenty of time to prepare. There'll also be a transition period for existing companies once the requirements come into effect. Thanks, Anna. Yes, yeah, certainly a lot to digest there. Um, Gareth, there's obviously going to be a considerable additional workload for Companies House in all of this. Uh, for those clients who are worried about whether this will slow down Companies House processes, for example, incorporating new entities, registering the appointment of new directors, um, what would you say? Well, look, these are probably the most fundamental reforms to to company's house since it was created in in 1884 so uh, i think there will probably be a handful of teething problems just as with uh, any organization when it when it transforms uh, in particular in such a significant way as company's house is going to do so at least in the short to medium term possibly a few teething problems um, whilst new systems and, and, and processes bed down. I, I think for, for companies, uh, they will need to do a bit more advanced planning. Um, Hannah's alluded to the uh, identity verification requirements. And so whereas uh, currently you can have a board meeting and very quickly agree on new directors being appointed, you'll now need to factor in that identity verification process and procedures as part of your appointment process. So a little bit more thought required um, there. Uh, for Companies House, um, it's going to have an awful lot more work to, to do and they will require a significant amount of additional resource in order to uh, review filings that they receive, for example. Um, Companies House has said that they plan to employ over 100 new people, which also will take some time in and of itself. Um, and new people, new processes, um, new systems will uh, cost money. So fees for filings will be uh, increasing. Companies House has said that this will uh, happen at some point in 2024, although the amounts involved probably won't be significant. Uh, £100 is, is the figure that's been mooted for company incorporation and annual uh, confirmation statements. So um, again, on the corporate side of things, if you haven't already um, had a think about uh, UK entity uh, rationalisation within your group structures, that might be a bit of an incentive for you to do so. 
Um, and Hannah also alluded to uh, Companies House new ability to uh, impose fines on, on companies. We expect Companies House to be uh, more amenable to doing so than they are uh, at the moment, including for um, more technical breaches. So again, another point to consider, back to one of the points that, that Hannah mentioned, um, just double checking filings before you, you send them off is going to be uh, prudent in, in the brave new world. Gareth, Hannah, thank you for joining me today uh, and thank you to our listeners. We hope you found this podcast helpful. If you want further details on any of these topics or to keep track of developments, do go to our HSF Corporate Notes blog.